welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. What's going on out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back on into the Sports Buffoon Studios here in Lenexa, Kansas. We got JG over here to my right, excited once again about Jordan Poole playing here. As of right this second, tip-off is beginning. And Tanner Dawson to my left. What is going on, fellas? What's going on, everybody? What is going on out there? I don't know. As a matter of like, fact, what do you mean, what's going on, Tanner? Well, you we, know what's going on out there. We had First of all, morning. now we're both the same age, officially. Oh, we are officially. And then also... <laughs> The NBA Finals is now uh, gearing towards the midpoint, which I'm hoping is the end point very, very soon, uh, just to get that all out of my system. Um, but you guys covered this very, very well on Monday nights. So uh, if you guys have not checked that out, check out the rest of our channel. Monday nights, uh, the Tanner Dawson, as well as Jason, and our buddy Nick. Is that right? Yep, Nick Botkins of the Botkin Show. All right. So all these guys have been together, holding it out, holding it down for the NBA over the course of the playoffs. And after the NBA is all wrapped up, then we will be getting ourselves all prepared for the NFL season as well, diving into fantasy football opinions and takes and statistical analysis for you guys out there, as well as uh, training camp, as well as preseason football. So we'll be here uh, much more often as time goes down the road as well. So, oh, yeah. Tanner, you've been working with Dan quite a bit, too. Yeah, I've been working on Dan on Saturdays, every Saturday at 11 a.m. Central. So on Let's Talk Sports channel. It's a great time. We talk. I mean, literally, we talk about everything. We talked about the Philadelphia Phillies one time. So, like, it's just a big, broad uh, topics we do. So, also, you guys saw the thumbnail. Obviously, we will be talking about some Deshaun Watson here in just a couple minutes. But first and foremost, JG, you're super pumped up once again. Uh, what are you sipping on over there? Well, right now I've got some. Uh, what is this? Jack and Coke? No, I think it's probably a, a rye whiskey. Yeah, rye, rye whiskey. Got some uh, roulette. Roulette, you get the roulette. So what? What I saw here happen was, Jason, you you bought Tanner some whiskey, and now I think your your goal is now to drink all the whiskey you bought Tanner for yourself. Is that what's going on here? I like to drink everybody else's whiskey, and then I buy them more whiskey to replace it, and then I drink that too. I like the way you think. It's, it's, it's like, actually it makes pretty you good, seem uh, like a very very genuine nice guy. Yeah, it's almost like a Ponzi scheme because you think that I'm I'm helping you out, but I'm really not. I'm just drinking all of your shit. But you get brownie points because it's like, hey, look what I got Absolutely. for you, buddy. I love it. I love it. But more importantly, this is the best time of year because the NBA finals are on right now. And I know, Mike, this is also your favorite time of the year because after the finals are over, you have NBA Summer League and then the NBA preseason starts. Hey, don't forget about the NBA draft after this. And then the draft and the NBA preseason. It just starts all over again. NBA draft. Who could forget that? Who's going to be going number one, Jason? Is it Michael Jordan the third? I mean, what are we down to? I I don't know the players. (laughs) Uh, it's uh, Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen Jr. Is he going to be as good as his dad? He might be almost as good as Gary Payton the second. I don't know. Let's just see how it pans out. Well, I'm excited to hear your analysis on that as we get rolling <laughs> towards the NBA draft, Jason. So, you know, maybe we'll do a mock draft like we did here on the show for the NBA for the NFL. I just want Mike <laughs> to watch a damn summer league game. That's just my goal. one summer league just game. One summer league. We could probably game. make that. Happen. I'd rather go to my local high school in DeSoto and watch them shoot hoops uh, just in rec league than watch the NBA <laughs> summer league. So that's fair. Um, that's yeah. fair. I, I don't have any interest in any of that nonsense. So, uh, but you know who might have interest in some of that kind of nonsense? You know, when he's bored in his free time, this is a person who gets lonely. I would say every once in a while uh, has a lot of free time on his hands. To go travel around the, the country, 
maybe meet up with a few different people here and there, slide into the DMs. Yeah, we're talking about some uh, Deshaun Watson once again, running it back. When I say running it back, guys, we covered this a year and a half ago when the news first broke about Watson. Jason, you and I had our very strong opinions about this, and I've not come off my opinion about this by no means, um, even though we obviously have more accusers now of the situation. New York Times has now put out the article that we're up to uh, supposedly 66 women who've now had a, a some kind of a claim that they've had some sexual um, things go on or at least advances made sexually by Deshaun Watson towards a massage therapist. So 66 massage therapists over the course of 17 months. Lord. Um, that's a lot. I mean, I, I'm not really great at math here, but that's that's almost, I mean, 17 months. I mean, that's that's close to uh, four per month. Wait, that's, that's not even four per month. That's, is that four per month? 66. That's four per month, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Four per month, which which sounds like about one per week. Maybe one and a half per week, actually. I don't know. Uh, I, depends on how desperate you get. But here's the deal. Deshaun Watson has had a girlfriend, I guess, throughout part of this, whatever. But, you know, NFL players, some people just understand the way things work when you're dating a pro athlete. And some are okay with it, some are not. But Deshaun Watson obviously plays by the game of his own morals. With that said, you guys, we now have 24 at the moment um, civil lawsuit claims by the current women that are involved in this case. And you saw there on our thumbnail, Ashley Solis, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Um, she's based out of Houston, Texas. And her, she's been running her practice, I think, for only about three years, I believe, um, from due to my, my own research, as a matter of fact. But with all that said, you guys, this now impacts everything going forward within the Cleveland Browns, who signed him to the richest deal of all time for a quarterback. This impacts... Him, the NFL, the face of the NFL, uh, they, they don't obviously want to have a person who has been accused of doing these kind of things be playing on their field. No. This is the NFL's mindset. And they will do whatever it takes, in my opinion, even though nothing has yet been proven to cover up and to save their own face of allowing someone to be on this on the field during a process like this. So my first question I want to pose to you guys before we even get into any other uh, nonsense or banter about this is so do you guys feel like there is potential for a Deshaun Watson suspension by the NFL um, leading up in the year and when does it happen and for how long? Well, he's going to get suspended and the main reason why he's going to get suspended is because this is a scenario where the NFL must take action. It's not that they really want to take action or, you know, that they, they think they want to do the right thing. There will be pressure for the NFL to take action and they must take action because although these are not criminal cases, so let's make one three, make one thing clear here. Uh, there's no evidence that Deshaun Watson did anything illegal. Okay. So there were no criminal acts. However, my point is that the NFL must take action because you know, they, they've got to save their face, right? So we can't just let guys do whatever they want in this league. Um, and so with Deshaun Watson, you know, he's he's paid the price to a certain extent. Now, although it was his choice to sit out for a year, his skill set is probably not going to be what it was before he decided to sit out a year. Well, that's so, not what they say about Colin Kaepernick. Well, that that's, that's kind of apples and oranges type deal. But Deshaun Watson, he sat out a year. So in my mind, 
he has already been punished, but the NFL must suspend him for six games. I'm not saying that's what I would do. I, I would probably only suspend him for four games since he's already sat out a year. I do believe the NFL will probably suspend him for eight games. It will be appealed back to six. And so that that is ultimately what I will think what I think will happen. But you know, we all know the NFL must take action because just so many dreadful things. I mean, you know, I mean Deshaun Watson just put himself in the wrong place at the wrong time, like what, sixty six times? So oh my gosh, guys. We gotta we gotta take some damn action here. Come on. Well, my only my only issue is that right now we're talking about this in the early June, and I clearly expect some more information to come out before we get to the point of him being suspended for six games, eight games, a full season, or whatever. Um, I think more information will come about as time goes on. So, in my mind, it's it's not going to be a thing of like this many games or that many games. It's more about like the NFL in the meantime has to put out some kind of publicity, positive publicity. Re- revolving around this because otherwise you know the browns made him the highest paid player which makes a make a bad look on the team especially when you showed some neglection towards your quarterback baker mayfield who is now extremely offended yeah. by the hiring of deshaun watson and so you're dealing with now being in a situation putting yourself in a horrible situation as a franchise of you know bringing in watson while also offending your main starting quarterback and also not trading him away when he just when he asked hey okay now trade me and yet they won't do it so right now the browns just look like crap they look like a shitty ass franchise which is what they are but the nfl's sake i think that this is a case where they're going to end up suspending him indefinitely until facts are proven until the entire court case is resolved because what they're currently looking at is a situation of all these accusations and you know nothing yet is proven illegally yet and so if it stays that way regardless that's still a bad look to allow him to play in the league while this is ongoing so i think that he's going to be suspended indefinitely but indefinitely essentially means we can bring you back whenever we feel like we've seen this happen with other guys in the past obviously yeah, in the nfl true. adam jones i believe is one of them josh gordon josh gordon was one of them was suspended indefinitely multiple times i believe yep. and so they bring you back once they feel like okay you can come back so it, it could be three weeks it could be three years and so for me, it's it's going to be a situation where you've got to suspend him now just to get ahead of the case. So, Tanner, what do you feel about this? No, I kind of agree with you. You do got to suspend him now um, and let the Browns, if they have to move to a different uh, depth, you know, depth of the quarterback, you got to do that. Um, it's hurting the Browns, hurting your, the franchise. It's hurting the NFL, really. Um, but, yeah, until those cases are done, you know, it's you can't really do a lot. Yeah, and the, the quote right here we have on our, our thumbnail as well um, was actually something put out by Deshaun Watson, I believe, last night on his Instagram. And the full thing goes like this. It's from a lyric from a song, I suppose. Um, it says, see, the blogs can't break me down. See, I'm the voice. I don't reply. But the rumors yelled unheard. I'm a humbly deny. Yeah, yeah. So I probably did that in a terrible lyrically accent, but... I've never heard the song before. I can't, I'm just, I can't recall the song. <laughs> I'm just phrasing what it said. So obviously Watson is referring to the 66 women massage therapist that was put out by the New York, New York Times. So he's going out there and saying that out there. But I, I think in a lot of ways he's being honest about what's going on mm-hmm. in the way that even you know his own attorney has gone out there and said, hey, it's, it's not illegal 
It's not illegal to, to, get, to, get, a, to get the happy ending. You know, it's, it's not illegal if you pay for the extra is what he right. said. But he right. said it's not illegal if it you know, well, just happens. Well, here, here's my thing. If it's okay for an NFL owner, a la Robert Kraft, to do something, why wouldn't it be okay for a black player to get away with something like that? Are we just going to go ahead and let a white owner get away with that shit, but yet we're going to punish a black quarterback? Well, like I have, I take a little bit of issue with that, honestly. Are th- so the, I, are these essentially the same things? Because what I understand in the past from Robert Kraft is that, yes, he did pay for sex through massage therapy, um, but that also it was well known and like, and I guess it was warranted. It was accepted by the massage therapist where in this case, these 24 women have come out and they're all saying it was bad touch, bad touch. And you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they're saying that it was unwarranted sexual activity that was being pushed towards them. But my one question, you guys, is that obviously this, this lady, Ashley had made a statement here recently talking about how, he had, uh, you know, essentially been touching himself on the table, I suppose, just from what I read, and apparently ejaculated onto her face and chest was the remark. Well, that's very offensive. I'm, 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 I'm offended by that. I myself am confused about how you get yourself in that position to allow him to get to that point. I mean, even if you got premature ejaculation, I still feel like... It's it's going to take a while to get to that point to uh, sit down and allow him to do that. So was this truly something where she was forced to stay in place? Because in that case, we're talking about essentially rape, right? Which is not what's being accused, right? No which, one. No that one, would actually be a no criminal case. Him. No one is that, accusing him. That would of be rape. a criminal case. No one's accusing uh, him of rape. It's just sexual assault, right? Sexual or. I mean, I, I suppose you could put I it guess that it way. Was sexual and then assault, there's right? the the one other one who talked about him doing the baby or the yoga baby pose. Yeah, yeah. Which is a pretty pretty interesting one where I guess he holds his feet up in the air and I guess he grabbed someone's hand and like made made her touch, touch him. It. Yeah, that kind of deal. So so far, that's the only two detailed occurrences I've heard about. But I feel like there are some fishy things in this whole situation from the the two women we've heard from standpoint. And it's it's not adding up in my mind yet. And as much as I would like to believe, you know, the testimonials here, I can't sit there and say yes. I, you know, lock him up, put him in jail, ban him for life. You know, you, you deserve twenty years in jail. I'm not saying that because so far we've heard it's a he said she said bullshit. You know, Limp Biscuit right there going at you uh, with some of the lyrics for you, but. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what to believe in this situation. But the NFL, no matter what, should suspend him. They should at least put him on. Well, they could put him on the exemplist, right? The commissioner's exemplist, and that would basically take the Browns off, or be able to take that off their record, right? The contract for now. Right. So that's the thing, guys. So it is a fully guaranteed contract, but it actually can be removed. Yes. By the NFL, if these things go down the wrong path, obviously. So. As much as we sit here and talk about, oh, it's fully guaranteed, it would be if he's actually playing for the team or on the roster. If he's not on the roster this whole season, suspended, et cetera, by the mm-hmm. NFL, that money no longer matters. So just put that in perspective for That's you. That's kind of so. what I thought on that. No, it's – I mean, really, right now, it's just uh, as we've been doing since uh, – actually, we did the show March 21st, 2021, of our first – when the Sean Watson case broke. 
uh, we've been waiting that long, and it sounds like we'll be waiting a little longer, possibly through another season before we hear anything else, and to see if there is anything on these 24 cases that yeah. happen. It, it's one of those things that sucks to see unfold because Watson is a guy that's good for the NFL. He's good because we love good quarterback play in the NFL, and him not being on the field sucks. It hurts the game, you know, because we got to sit there and watch the Texans just look like total ass. I mean, we, yep. you know, that's what we get to deal with now. And the Browns now put themselves in a situation where they're going to be ass once again. So uh, Baker Mayfield, I can't imagine he's very motivated to go out there and give it his best. Oh, you um, know, I don't even think he plays. It doesn't matter I, if, if I'm Baker Mayfield right now. I'm not even playing. I'm almost calling their bluff on the whole thing. I'm like, hey, give me, give me a huge ass raise. Like, I want a, I want a one year extension right now of some kind or bonus or whatever, because you, you essentially told me to f off, and now I'm telling you guys to go screw yourselves. Yeah. So now you're in a battle between yeah. your quarterback, who might be your main guy to rely on, and after Baker Mayfield, what else they got? I mean, that, that's that's all they have so, remaining. So right, so let's look at this right for the Browns. Let's say no Deshaun this season. Baker Mayfield says, screw you, I'm not playing. Uh, so then you're stuck with jo- Jacoby Brissett, Joshua Dobbs. And if you look at the free agent list, Cam Newton is a highlight there. Mike Glennon, A.J. McCarron, Josh Rosen. That's really all you got. So there's not even much in the talent pool right now for quarterbacks for the free agency. Uh, you're you're just kind of you're stuck. So I, I don't think Baker's going to play at all, right? I so, so I think it's all about Jacoby Brissett right now. And when I first heard that he might be the starter for X number of games, I had a huge problem with that. But if we're going by my theory that Deshaun Watson's only going to miss about six games, when I look at the schedule, I actually don't have as much of a, a problem as I thought with Jacoby Brissett starting the first few games because they're playing the Panthers, the Jets, Steelers, Falcons, and then and then after that, obviously Chargers and Patriots. So, it gets a little bit tougher, but that's you could be four and two or three and three with Jacoby Brissett. And if Deshaun Watson comes back, let's say for that seventh game, they they could be in tip top shape. So I don't think it's necessarily the end for the Browns, but I certainly do not think Baker is going to play a snap for them. This, this is year. their year for him to capitalize because you can start off four and zero right there pretty easily on that schedule. If you had uh, a Baker Mayfield that's motivated and gives a damn about what your franchise is offering. So yeah, Browns are doing Browns like things. I mean, in my opinion, my favorite, by the way, quote from Sean Watson's attorney, by the way, Rusty Harden is his name. Um, was that he said his client booked numerous therapists because of the coronavirus pandemic. This reminds me of like going, going to breweries and it's like, Oh, we can't do a flight because of COVID. So, so it, might, it brings me sense. to my my next question <laughs> to you guys. Uh, but you guys have a that. favorite um, COVID excuse that you guys have seen come about in your lives? Because um, during the COVID pandemic, obviously in the beginning phase, especially the first few months, you'd go to do something. You know, obviously everyone's doing their safety protocols, but it was always an excuse of, oh, we can't do this or that because of COVID. Due to COVID, we can't have this appetizer due to COVID. And it's like it's not due to COVID. It's because you're lazy. That's why you're you're saying this bull crap. It has nothing to do with COVID. COVID didn't like make these extra glasses more dirty. Um, so, anyways, I just thought about that. You guys don't have to answer that, but no, I am going to answer because I think with uh, you know my favorite excuse of all is just the fact that a lot of people were working from home uh-huh. and they used that excuse 
which was COVID, so they could just stay at home and get drunk every day while they're on that's, the clock. That's not the case. Ooh. No, 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 dude. No. I'm telling you that is that's, the case. That's not the case. For not it. Do you think anyone at your work, the, the, your company you work for, it sits at home, works from home, every and gets day? drunk? Well, every, maybe not every day, but... Nobody, nobody did that at my company per se, but I'm just telling I, you, there I, were places where that shit was. Well, happening. you have a physical I mean, company; you got to I mean, be out. Let's say, let's but, say it's a Friday, four o'clock, right? You still got an hour left to go. I could see somebody popping over and open a beer around that time, you know. And like, you're from home, so you can take your laptop outside or whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. I could see that, or a glass of wine or whatever. I could see that. Don't worry, I know what happens because I did it at Quest Diagnostics, <laughs> shithole company, by the way. And I would go into work back then. I didn't work for them during the COVID thing. But I would go in there and literally just before. open up drinks and see if they'd fire me, and they wouldn't do it. That's how much I hated that place. So, so this uh, is way back in the day, guys. I'm much more mature by now. So my COVID deal uh, is all the restaurants taking off the good menu items because of COVID, and they couldn't get their deliveries and all that. So then you're mm-hmm. losing all the good menu items. Like mm-hmm. Kira, for my, my wife, she we went to like two or three restaurants during the, uh, towards the end of that time in 2020, and she was they, they literally took all of her stuff away so we were like bouncing trying to figure out where to go because her favorite stuff was bounced around a couple of mine were gone you know it's just like they're like oh we gotta shrink the menu because we can't get the deliveries in time so that's that's my covid well here's the other thing about deshaun watson if we're saying that he had 66 different people try to give him a massage during the pandemic i thought we were all supposed to be trying to stop the spread Right. This guy was trying to enhance, enhance it, it, which he is another reason, spreader. which goes back to my original point, which is why the NFL must punish him. I agree. So not only was he going out and getting handies, he was a super spreader during the COVID pandemic. So only six uh, games, though. No, no more six than games, six games. Six uh, games anything, for you. Yeah, I say indefinitely, but um, I do think there's there's a reason that he should play at some point. Tanner, you want the whole if things year, right? are dropped. No, I don't, I don't, Tanner wants the whole season. I don't right? know what I want yet. I want to see how this works out. I have no. I, I want you to be the commissioner. How many games should he get? Right now, you should be out. Period. The whole indefinitely, just indefinitely. He's, indefinitely okay. you're with you guys, until, yeah, until you guys until are they figure your life out. It should be because I'm not saying the whole play. season, Jason. I'm not saying he should be out the whole season. I'm saying she, he, he should already, play. Yeah, if it gets resolved. Then yeah, in my mind, in my mind, he's already missed a whole season, so I don't care, you know. But he must be punished. By the way, real quick, can we talk about how the Browns may not be as screwed as we thought? Uh, I think we just did that. No, well, kind of, but like we didn't talk about the why they're not going to be as screwed because Deshaun Watson sure might be out, no Baker Mayfield, but you do got Amari Cooper, uh, Amari Pooper for some. David Bell came in to play for the draft. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Jakeem Grant's on the team now for the receivers, baby. Oh, man. Guess what? You're going to sit here this and is try a, to give me the Browns receiving roster right now. Has a chance. And you're saying Jakeem Grant, Jakeem David Grant Bell, who I can't stand as a prospect. Guy. I know you did. And then freaking Amari Cooper. That's that's your let's, name. Let's be real. Me right let's now? be real. It's going to be this defense carrying the team regardless. Well, remember Clowney came back because he wants to win a championship. Because he wants to win a championship. Clowney without- came back. And now it's been stuck with Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback. I don't know if the Chiefs <laughs> offered Clowney a contract or anything like that, but like he's, his reasoning for going back to the Browns was that he wanted to have a chance to win a championship. I'm like, oh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you so stupid? 
Okay. <laughs> All right, we got a comment real quick here. Uh, Nick from the Bakken show said they suspended him last year, and that's why he didn't play under the table. Suspension. Under the table suspension. That's what I was. Yeah, we talked about that's this uh, about. after uh, the show Monday. We were talking about this, but JG and I and Nick and yeah, he mentioned that. And that's that could be a thing. This this is a reason the why will not it allow could him be a on four the field six games with these allegations. They will not put their their shield on the line while allowing this person who's been accused by 24 women to be put out there in front of the world because people will have a huge problem, especially women. You know what I mean? Like people out there who feel an effect from this and this and that, and like it will be a thing that will not be looked good upon whatsoever. And then at that point, NFL will be shunned because they'll be so focused on the money and the marketing of having certain players out in the field that it's going to end up in turn being a bad look in return for the NFL. You know what, what, whether or not he gets four games or six games, people are going to get over it. That That's just how this society works in this day and age. Yeah. yeah people will be pissed for like two seconds and they're going to move on to the next thing. So yeah, he's going to get four games or six games served and that's going to be the end of it. And it, it's unfortunately that's how it works. But like, honestly, the Ray Rice situation, we would all agree that's much, that much worse. Yeah, right and how, how many fucking games did he get? Much worse. I, I did he get four fucking hand, games? He, I don't think he came back. Oh, that's right. Wait, but no, he, he was old as dirt, though. Well, no, he did come back. He was I old think as for shit. Like a game or two, and then the so video release. I will say this. No matter how this unfolds for Watson, even if he's guilty of all these, he will play again in the league. I oh, fully yeah. believe it. Like, do, do you too f- much talent. Do you feel like you know dogfighting is worse than what Watson's done? Ooh, that's a good question. But 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 that but the way that you worded that is very tricky because as far as we know, Watson hasn't done anything. There's no evidence of anything. I know, but what I'm saying is like let's say that he did. Let's say if it, he did. Let's say okay. Is, so, he, is that worse is that than worse? Doc? So, so you're assuming that he did something wrong. Okay. Or well, can I'd... we go back to with the time when Peyton Manning was also getting massaged and pulled out his penis like when he was at Tennessee? Peyton Manning. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're going to go back that far. Because that That's was something legend. that never really came to light, you know, not quite like to this extent. So, well, I think with Peyton Manning, that was worse because there was evidence, correct? Uh, I, all I know is an accusation, just okay. like this. So, yeah. I mean, to me, it's all the same. Like, those, the, all of that stuff is equal to me. I mean, just give them four to six games and get it over with. And if they become a second time offender, now we got a problem. Hey, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. Real quick, the Peyton Manning deal. It was an alleged incident that took place in 1996 when he was 19 year old sophomore at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wright claims that Manning put his testicles and anus in her face while mm-hmm. she was examining him for an injury. He he t-balled her. He t yeah. He gave her a tea bag, not t-ball. Tea bag. bag. Imagine that, giving giving to a, a, a trainer, lady to a, a trainer. trainer a tea bag because you think it's funny. I will tell you, well, I, I believe that about. Peyton Manning about the same amount that I believe about all of the Deshaun Watson shit. That, that's how much I believe <laughs> yeah, that story. And, uh, Bakken yeah. uh, said Brett, Brett Favre did the same Brett thing. Brett Favre's done this. Yeah, and that's the truth, guys. Like the, These guys hey, are not innocent by hey, any means. Hey, dude, the, the you know what? The difference here is that this is a pile-on situation with having multiple, not just one or two instances. This is supposedly 24. Hey, guess what? They all did something wrong, and they all have a shitload of money, so they should probably give that money to somebody else that deserves it. Like the massage therapist, mm-hmm. is that who deserves it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if right. they if they got sued, just give them the money, dude. Pay it off. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Well, I'm glad we got all of our thoughts on that off of our chest here. And with that said, um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. And I hope that whatever is going on right here, the truth, the truth of the matter prevails one way or the other. Uh, and I hope that we don't have 24 lying women. And I hope that, you know, I hope that they're being honest about their accusations. I also hope that, you know, Deshaun Watson gets everything he deserves if he's proven to be guilty of these things too. Yep. So yep. I just hope that whatever happens in the situation is what is deservedly so. So uh, with that said, you guys, that is our Deshaun Watson discussion of the day. But Passed it. Passed it. Get, let's talk about another superstar, guys. <clears throat> let's talk about, real quick, I know you guys covered the NBA on Monday, but let's talk about LeBron James on The Shop. So this is his show, right? This is his, is that a YouTube show, Jason? No, how, it's a new podcast. New podcast. Yep. New, everyone has a podcast now. Terry Kill has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. So LeBron on The Shop apparently stated he would like to play for, <laughs> the hell, we're on a podcast? Holy hell, I didn't know we did a podcast. I was talking, talking to my buddies here. Um, anyways, so apparently during this shop, he was asked who would like to play for in the remaining, uh, playoff NBA teams. playoff teams, I mm-hmm. guess at this point, this was maybe a week or two ago, I assume. Uh, I thought it was like very recent last week or something like that. And he specifically said he'd like to play for the Warriors, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Warriors are a great team, lots of talent. They're likely, in my opinion, going to win the finals. Um, and he specifically said he'd like to play for Steph Curry at some point in his career. Play with Steph Curry. Play with Steph Curry yeah. at some point in his career. Um, so what I heard from you, Jason, earlier today, you actually mentioned to me that Steph Curry actually has no interest in playing with LeBron James at any point in his career. So maybe you can reiterate some of that to me and explain why you think Steph feels that way. Yeah, I mean, Steph doesn't want to play with LeBron James. LeBron obviously wants to play with Steph and or the Warriors because that's like you get an extra championship ring handed to you on a silver platter no matter how much you contribute to the game. I actually think LeBron would be a good fit with the Warriors and it would make the league sort of unfair, kind of like when KD was with the Warriors. But Steph wants no part of that because – as I alluded to about two weeks ago on our Monday show, there Steph, comes, Nick, here it comes. Steph is, he's got a goal, right? So he wants to be on the Mount Rushmore. Kendrick Perkins of ESPN has already stated that if he wins this year's finals with the finals MVP, he will be on the Mount Rushmore with LeBron James. So what happens then? Do you really think Steph wants to play with LeBron after that? Or do you think that Steph Curry would much rather become the best player in the history of Akron, Ohio, which that, that has not happened yet, but it's certainly a possibility. And so Steph wants no part of that shit. And which is why when they asked Steph Curry, he's like, no, you know, when they asked him about LeBron, he said, I'm good. I'm good. And that that's the, that's the response that he should give because Steph has a shot at getting five rings, six rings, you know, more rings than LeBron. So why would you want to play with LeBron on a team that's not going to really be that competitive with the rest of the league because it's not going to be a super team. We're going to have to come up with a new term for what that team with B would be because cheat code. When they had when they had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, that was one thing. But if you have LeBron instead of KD, plus Jordan Poole, 
I mean, that that's not even fair, guys. We used to say, oh, that's not fair when they had KD. This is a whole nother level. We would have to come up with a new term besides super team. I mean, you, you guys can think of a term, but it wouldn't be a super team. It would be something that is completely unfair to the league. And so that, that's the other reason why Steph wants no part of that, because Steph is a competitor. He wants to earn his championships, not to be confused with LeBron, who does not want to earn championships. He's always been on super teams for all of his finals wins. We're not going to talk about his finals losses right now. That's a different story. But on his finals wins, he's always been on a super team. And, you know, Charles Barkley took a lot of heat when he said that LeBron doesn't want to compete. Well, when you're stacking the deck and you're on all these super teams for your whole fucking career, you're probably going to get that, you know, reputation uh, okay. of not wanting to compete because you have all these fucking Hall of Famers on your roster for every damn fucking championship you want. Well, if you went to the Warriors, I mean, I feel like it would almost taint his legacy more than help it. Just because... Like it, Durant? No, not quite like Durant. Not to that extent. Why wouldn't it be that to extent? This is a different situation. This is LeBron. Wait, it's the same situation. No, it's not because this is LeBron at the end of his career. So he's not now trying to get one more. Durant was the easy, the easy road. That's not the same thing. Durant was not it. LeBron's what thirty eight coming up thirty eight. Yep. So the difference is LeBron's trying to get one more easy ring out of his system, <clears throat> which would be going to the Warriors, playing with Steph, playing with Jordan Poole, playing with Clay. The like it would, it would be, it would be insane, right? It's not fair. <sighs> but it's different than Durant. Because in Durant's situation, of course he wanted to play with a lot of talented other guys around him, but he's also not at the end grasping at straws to get one more ring. Situation of everybody would like, everyone wants to be a part of a well-rounded group of players on their team. Yeah. Like, I, I'm serious. Like, think about the Warriors. Think about what Lakers tried to do. Think about what the Lakers tried to do when they, they built that shitty old roster. It was LeBron's idea to put together, oh, get all my buddies, all the old farts around the NBA, put them all together and see what happens. And it didn't work. You know, the only thing that would have made that better is if they would have brought in CP3. Oh, and then, I love that. Then people could have really Here's, seen how shitty those old farts are. I, I would love to, this is a different topic, but I'd love to swap uh, CP3 right now with LeBron James. And I'm just saying that because uh, CP3 is just washed up as they come at this point. Uh, the the whole uh, all star thing be damned. I am not interested in the all pro. I should say my bad. Uh, I'm not interested in all that crap going forward <laughs> whatsoever as a Suns fan. So I'll put it that way for you guys. But um, guys, do you think a LeBron <sighs> on the Warriors could actually work, Tanner? Uh, I think it would work um, as long as everybody stays healthy. Okay, stays healthy. But do you think they could chemistry wise make a, something of that nature of putting together a super team, super band? You know, a lot of times when you, when you have a band and you take it falls apart. Pluck a guy from Pantera, pluck a guy from Metallica, pluck a guy from all these great bands, put them all in one band. They don't get along very well, and no. musically they don't fit in because they're all debating and arguing about how to make things jive the right way. And I see the NBA and. You know, the Eagles at one point put together a super team back in, I think it was like 2011. And they had yeah. like, you know, Michael Vick and McCoy and Macklin and Sean Jackson. And, you know, they had all these pieces and defensively, of course, lots of guys too. And that team was not good whatsoever. No. And that was considered back then a super team for the NFL's sake. I think sports in general, you need to have role players. You need to have guys that understand 
when they need to stand out, when they need to step up, and what guys are going to be counted on when things get hot and heavy in a serious game and in a, in a serious playoff game. And I feel like in a situation where putting LeBron James on a team like the Warriors with Steph and with Clay and with Draymond even, I don't like the outcome that that could come down to because you're going to have guys fighting over who's going to be the one in control of running that team. Kind of like it was with the end of Durant when he was there. Um, so I can see it both ways. Uh, the reason I could see it positively come out with an outcome is the two finals they played against each other. They were phenomenal finals. They went at it. They, both of them went at it the entire time. The, both teams and LeBron James versus uh, the, the core there. Uh, but I could also see it negative because I could see, like you said, James would want the ball. He would want it from Curry. He would want to take it up the floor, you know. But he would also be a great fit at the same time, being able to play that four or five spot as well as coming in, uh, you know, if Steph goes out for the leg injury, Clay goes out or something like that, uh, then you can have LeBron James li- literally just fill in where he needs to be at the time. It would 100% work. 100% work because guess what? LeBron James, he can't play off the ball. He always has to have the ball in his hands. But but the, the, the other part of that is is that all of the Warriors they play know how to play off the ball. They don't care. They share the ball. LeBron, obviously a very good passer, loves to share the ball. So if, if he needs to be on the ball, the all then you're just going to go ahead and let him do that. The rest of the guys could be off the ball. It would work. It, it would be a thing of beauty, actually. But obviously it's a hypothetical. There's a 0% chance of that ever happening. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. But it, it would be fun to watch because I, I do think it would work to perfection. Do, do you think they would pull a Chris Paul to the Lakers kind of veto to if LeBron was trying to go to the Golden State? Oof. That's, <laughs> I think that would happen. Mm, that, that's a good question. That's a good question. Was Adam Silver the commissioner yeah, back I, then? I think Adam Silver's the commissioner back then. Yeah, I don't know, man. That That's a tough call. I, that would be a tough decision for him. That's, that's I, the kind of situation I see happen, why it wouldn't happen. Mainly see, I, I've always been against that. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think they should veto anything no, they like should. that. but. Yeah, I don't think they would veto it. It's like I said earlier, uh, Stephen Curry would be the one to veto it. Correct. And that's why it would never happen. So, Steph Curry's full quote, by the way, uh, it's obviously like there's curiosity, like what would that look like? Uh, but also there's realism of like, that's what I said. I'm good right now. You can never let your mind go from what you know is your situation. What is your moment, your time, and who I've been rocking with from day one? That's his full quote. Gotcha. Makes sense. It sounds like a very politically correct statement, mm-hmm. but I also like the statement. Yeah. I think he's being honest to what he believes, but also just saying it the right way. So, yeah, I, th- I, th- yeah. I think it's good with what his situation is. Good so. on stuff for that one. So, guys, uh, LeBron's opinion be damned. Um, let's go ahead and give our opinion on what would be his best fit in the NBA. If we had to send him to one team right now, what would be his situation? We could put him – obviously, the Lakers thing is not going to work. Put him somewhere else. I don't care what team it is. You could pick out whoever you'd like. What team from there on is going to be potentially a finals competitor with a 38-year-old LeBron James? I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. And the reason I take the Celtics is because, you know, if they win the championship this year, that's great. But I don't think they're, they're not like a dynasty caliber team right now. They, they still need another piece. Even if they win this year, they're not going to go back to back. Yeah, I agree. But – they also need, and I've talked about this on this show before, they need a true point guard. And that's why I was pushing for Derek White to be 
put into the starting lineup with Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart is not a true point guard. But if you insert LeBron James as a point forward into that lineup, then I think everything becomes more natural. And you could just have uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown on the wings, still have Marcus Smart doing his things. And LeBron James would be your point forward. Who is, is he's, he's, he's a much more natural point guard than a guy like Marcus Smart. And I think that that would create a dynasty, honestly, because LeBron James is probably going to play for another two to three years. And yeah, that, that would be, they would probably win at least, you know, two out of the next three championships. If LeBron was on that roster. I think yeah, I don't mind that at all. Uh, so the heat guys, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, when it comes to playoff time and winning, they have the same kind of attitude. And I think they would complement off each other. I think that's the thing Jimmy Butler's been missing throughout his teams, the Bulls, the Timberwolves, uh, even the Sixers, is that he never could get the other superstar on the same page with the right chemistry. Now, if you add LeBron James into that thing, I don't think you have an issue at all. I think Jimmy and him would complement each other really great. And on top of that, you got Bam down low. Uh, now it's just a matter of do you keep Lowry, do you keep Hero, you know, get that bench figured out. But if you have LeBron James on there, you get a guy that could still bring up the, the ball just like Jimmy does at times and uh, really, really put a higher emphasis on the attitude of that team to push him to that next limit. As I was going to say, we all got duped the other day by JG, and it was not intentional by any means. Um, he had sent us a, a screenshot picture oh. <laughs> of a fake Twitter profile who had said that the Devon or Devonte Booker <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> Devin Booker was potentially going to be up for a trade or the, at least that the the, the the team was looking into trading him or open to trading him whatsoever and of course for me I, I read this and I I just took it I thought it was true I thought it was true I went probably five days thinking that this tweet was real and without even looking into it myself, I just saw the screenshot. That's what I did. I was and I was during work when he sent it. We too. actually had a whole podcast just, oh, okay, with, with some other people from Phoenix, Arizona. Redbird Red Zone. Redbird Red Zone from and, Phoenix, Arizona. And brought it up on the show even. And I, I went back because I was like, you know, I've actually not seen anything about this. And I went back and looked at it. And I looked at the tweet and it was from a fake ass account. And I was so pissed off. But my point in saying that is that LeBron James... Knowing that Devin Booker is not going anywhere would fit in very well with that situation there with the Suns and Phoenix because here's what happened. CP3 can go skadoodle away, run along, read some books, you know, as Max Schwinning would say, and uh, we just plug in LeBron James to be there with DeAndre Ayton, and maybe he would toughen up DeAndre Ayton to become a true center like he's supposed to be and be a big body and not play like a big softy. So um, I think that LeBron would fit in well with the Suns, so... Of course, I'm saying that because I'm a Suns fan, but uh, I digress. And I, and I love LeBron James's fit on all three of those teams. I think I, I love it for the Suns because obviously you need like a point forward guy to replace CP3. But I think my favorite out of all three of these is the Miami Heat because it creates a really good story of him going back to the Heat to become a mercenary, play for Spolstra and Pat Riley once again. But I also think it it kind of goes back to where when he was with the Cavs and Kyrie Irving was kind of the closer on those teams. I think Jimmy Butler would be the closer 
on that team because Jimmy Butler would be the dog. Mm-hmm. Even if you put LeBron on that to kind of carry the load in the first three quarters, I think Jimmy Butler would be a very good compliment to LeBron James as the closer. If, if that were to happen on that Miami heat team. Very, very nice. You guys will uh, finals games currently on still Celtics are up currently 46 to 32. So if you're listening right now, boom, there's a live update. Wow. Seven, look at us. seven so fifty left. Very nice. All right, guys. Well, let's jump right in. We are easing our way into NFL fantasy topics now this year because obviously it's still early June. Your fantasy draft is probably your your fantasy draft is probably not until uh, early September or late August. So we don't want to give you too much information at once. We want to easy into it just a little bit, and then by the time you know we get to July and football season starting to really roll around, then we can start getting down to the nitty gritty. Of fantasy football. So, with that said, guys, our topic today is best value keeper in your league. So, when I when I, I'm not talking about our league, I'm talking about all leagues, guys. So, I want you guys to give me your best value keeper for keeper leagues, obviously, or dynasty. You could use it that way as well if you'd like. So, um, what is one guy that comes to mind that if you have him on your roster, you have the option to hold on to him for this season, even if that means giving up a draft pick. Who would it be? Tanner, I want to hear from you first. Yeah, so uh, my guy was the consider the WR50 last year uh, for going into the draft ADP. Uh, that would be Darnell Mooney, Chicago Bears. A uh, guy that emerged throughout the season uh, despite uh, the horrible offense it was. And a guy that Justin Fields really loved as well. Uh, last year, you could have gotten him most likely in the 8th, ninth, or 10th round. Uh, so if, that, if that's a fact, that'd be really great to keep because right now he is rolling at uh, ADP at 67. So that would what, put it third. No, that's wrong. That 67 was, would put you at, at the beginning of the sixth round. I sixth believe, round. So. so, but I've also seen the best as well. Uh, there's been mocks out there too that he's gone as close as the third round, third, fourth round. So uh, that's a guy to to maybe keep an eye out for because if also if you look at the Bears roster right now. Quarterman St. Brown, Byron Pringle, who may get suspended at times, possibly. Uh, Tajay Sharp, Dante Pettis, and Vilas Jones Jr. Uh, Those are guys that yeah, they're going to be out there, but Darnell Moon is going to steal a lot of those those targets as well. So this is going to be a guy that's be heavily fed that Justin Fields loves from last year. The only really, I think the returning uh, receiver from last year for the Bears. So there's already chemistry there and this is a guy that if you can if you can get that value at around the third, fourth round on this guy this year, he's going to be great. And Byron Pringle, by the way, went undrafted in our league last Correct. year. So he's another guy, obviously, that should be drafted in all leagues, I would assume, um, considering that that's their two main guys is Mooney and Pringle. And Quantum St. Brown and Mooney. So, yeah, yeah. So, and Byron Pringle. And yeah. that, that's what they're working with right now there in Chicago. And I don't know how Justin Fields is going to pan out quite yet. I do have high hopes for him, but uh, we'll see, I guess. So, JG, who do you have? I'm going to go with Cam Akers running back for the L.A. Rams. And, you know, he didn't go drafted at all last year because he was injured. And I just think that if if he was a guy that you picked up at the end of the season last year thinking that he might be able to play, you know, maybe in that last game. I mean, he he did play near the end of the season in the playoffs. But um, he's a guy that if you can keep him and maybe give up like a 15th round pick or something like that, I think that's – a really good value. Obviously, I think that Daryl Henderson is going to be heavily involved, but he's a guy that you could get at 
an ADP of 127 right now. So you, you know, if you're going to keep uh, Cam Akers, you could probably also draft Daryl Henderson. But you know, you're only giving up like a 15th round pick to keep Cam Akers, and I, I just feel like he's a really good talent that could really have an explosive year this year for the Rams. Yeah, you guys are going to hate me for mine because so, what, oh, real quick here on the Cam Akers though, I love that pick because Kyron Williams, a rookie, I think just broke something with his foot. I can't remember exactly what it was. My computer just died. Uh, but Kyron Williams, uh, the rookie that could have stole some carriers this year that everybody was kind of predicting did end up hurting, hurting uh, himself over, over TA. So that could be a really great steal too. Cause now you got more of a, uh, a carry, uh, less of a carry share split between those three guys. Yeah, and when you are keeping running backs, you want to go young no matter what. So, obviously, Akers is 22 years old, so you want to have a guy that's going to be young and, and fresh, even coming off an injury. Still better to go young on those situations who doesn't have as much uh, brutality put onto their bodies yet at that point in their yep. career. It makes a huge impact for sure. Um, my guy is somewhat controversial, I would say, on this situation because he's been a guy that I've liked ever since back in 2015 when he was drafted. And he's had a huge injury history, ups and downs for sure in the game, where he's had uh, some really great years and some years where he didn't do anything. Kind of disappeared. And this is my guy. Devontae Parker is my selection for your keeper of the season. The reason I'm saying that is because of value. So last year he had an ADP of 137. So if you got him anywhere in that 137 range, that means you probably got him for a 12th round pick. So if you're giving up a uh, 11th round pick to hold on to, or 12th round pick for that matter to hold on to Dante Parker, him being now the WR1 for the New England Patriots and Mac Jones, I love this a lot because I think that the system itself is going to help propel him quite a bit with a more structured style compared to what the Dolphins had to offer in the past for Parker. So 2019 for Devontae Parker was his best year. He had 72 catches, 1,200 yards, and nine touchdowns. That is true, you know, WR2 numbers at at, at worst. Uh, some, some guys could consider that WR1 even in some cases. Um, but I think that this is a situation where as long as he's healthy, the other guy who's going to be a 1,100-yard receiver – uh, you're looking at probably somewhere around 70 catches and probably around seven touchdowns for the season with the Patriots. Mac Jones is obviously not a deep threat, but Devontae Parker is not necessarily a deep threat either. You know, he's, he's he's got a lot of upside, guys. That's the thing that's most frustrating as a Devontae Parker fan over these years is that he's always had upside. He, he's had the talent of, like, A.J. Green. He's just never been able to put it together the same way A.J. Green had in his past in his prime. And... So for me, I just I hope that he can get this thing pulled together. Even at 29 years old, I like at least one really really solid season with Mac Jones throwing the ball. I don't mind this here. Uh, it kind of worries me though with Mac Jones because you don't know necessarily yet what the Patriots offense is going to look like without Josh McDaniels since he's gone to the Raiders. Um, and then you also have two returning or three returning guys from last year with. Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, we don't care about assholer. No, we don't, because he drops everything. But it's still a concern there because, I mean, it's it's guys that Mac Jones is comfortable with going into possibly a new kind of scheme offense, possibly. Uh, Belichick, you know, he won't show his hand until third week of training camp. So, uh, but I mean that if he stays healthy, he could definitely be a legit. But he will be threat. their best big receiver on yeah, the outside no, because far. you got Kendrick Bourne, who's undersized. You got Jacoby Myers, who's not exactly big. Where you have, in this case, Devontae Parker, who's six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds on the outside. That is your biggest threat on the outside as far as red zone targets, 
uh, and then also just kind of just over the middle type of style. I, I like Kendrick Bourne a lot. Kendrick Bourne's yeah. a really good player. The, so the only other guy there that could put, uh, pose a threat as well throughout the season, Tyquan Thornton, the rookie. Okay, we'll see how Six that foot one. Two, yeah. right? Like he could be a big guy if he comes into play as well. Yeah. So. That one, it, we'll see how that one goes. Obviously, he's got great straight line speed, um, which if you're going to use him for anything, you either got screen pass or go route. Go. Uh, the intermediate stuff is not quite there with uh, Tyquan Thornton. Yeah. So. so, I mean, it'll be interesting for this Pat's receiving core. Yeah. So, anyways, you guys, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap up the show here tonight? I just want to know when you guys are going to check out the new Whataburger up there at Legends in KCK, which is Patrick Mahomes owned. It just opened yesterday. Wanted to know what you guys' thoughts are about Whataburger in general. Haven't had it. We I haven't had it either at all. But I, I will say, uh, I, since I live in Desoto, I would say like I'm I, I guess I'm closest to that location, and I do like the Legends area. Legends area is very cool to hang out at every once in a while. And so if I go to the Whataburger out there, first of all, I'm not going to wait in line for two hours because it ain't worth that. But I will <laughs> check it out if I'm in the area. Uh, did they close down Hooters over there yet? Ooh, that's they, a good question. It should have closed know. it down by now. I hope, I hope so. it did. <laughs> I haven't seen it, dude. Uh, it's, it's a rough, rough place over there for the Hooters. But uh, anyways. Uh, uh, final, final thought for me, guys. Texans are to be added as defendant in the Watson suits. So That That is oh, a good point, wonderful. Tanner. That's a good that's point. For back, going real quick back to the Deshaun Watson thing <laughs> is that if you add, to be added. If you add in a NFL team, so not just a player, NFL team, does that look like more money to grab? Oh, this is going to so, be ugly. So this I don't know more ugly. money. To grab. I, I, I don't. I don't think you mentioned it, but there was uh, the part of the New York Times article was that the Texans gave basically scheduled those appointments and then had non-disclosure agreements brought into play as well. Yeah. Dude, this for is, Deshaun, this wow. is going to the Supreme this Court. Could be this insane. is getting ugly. This could it's be getting ugly time, fast. Right? So who's in more trouble right now, the Texans or Watson? <laughs> I, I can't keep up with if it. If the Texans are the ones that who are scheduling <laughs> if, if some of this, Watson goes guilty. Texans are in big trouble too. Well, the Texans might be more guilty than Watson. Yeah, they might be at this point. I mean, if this was a non-disclosure agreement, non-disclosure agreement at that point supposedly was given to some of these ladies. At that point, the, the Texans are in ownership of the whole situation. Well, I'd rather that the Texans foot the bill on this because they have a lot more money than Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Honestly, Just that franchise bit. might as well fold. Just called over, you know. Bill O'Brien got in there and ran to the ground. You know, they they had all their best players leave, and it's it's a disaster. Yeah, so just sell the let's team. Let's go back. Let's to have th- a fire sale. Let's go back to thirty-one teams. All right, here, here we go. Here we got from the Bakken <laughs> show, guys. They encouraged his behavior and covered it up. Stop doing so when uh, he asked for a trade. Right. I, I saw the same things actually. As a matter of fact, so they were helping or encouraging what was going on. Uh, and maybe the Texans were in on a, a lot more things than we realize. Yeah. So, but I know, I don't know if you're one of the, the people here, one of the accusers, then I say at that point, you see an, an actual NFL team get involved, then you're just going, oh gosh, this is going to be a great ride. This is, yeah, this is, a, I think, a new deal if they become the uh, added to the defendant. So, yeah. All right, you guys. Well, if you guys just now checked in, go ahead and skip on back to the beginning once again, where we have a 25-minute breakdown of our thoughts of the Deshaun Watson situation. <laughs> There's but, a lot uh, to uncover. I'm packed there. It's about yeah. to get ugly. Otherwise, to we're going to watch the second half of the NBA Finals game and get on out of here here in just a second. So, 
Um, Appreciate everybody commenting as well today. Uh, go check out the Bakken show Sunday night, 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Central, and then Monday nights with us here, 8 p.m., about 8 p.m. Central every Monday. Uh, we'll be here talking with Nick. So uh, definitely go check him out. And then check us out, guys. So Saturday, 11 o'clock a.m. Central. I'll be on Let's Talk Sports with Dan. Uh, uh, and then Monday night, uh, of course, I just said it with the with Nick from the Bakken Show. JG will join us here on Monday. Uh, we'll be kind of hopefully wrapping up the NBA, essentially. Mike's Mike's helped at least. And then, uh, the we, of course, tonight, Wednesday nights, guys. Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central, live on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find us here with all the different topics here for an hour or so. That's what I got. All right. With that said, guys, the miracles do happen. The Royals won a game today. And with that said, Brady I'll- Senior. See y'all on the next one. Pool party. Pool party. See you guys. <laughs>